Rachel Barenbaum, author of A Bend in the Stars. And today I'm here with debut author Ashley Audrain, whose novel, The Push, just dropped. And it is absolutely terrifying, fantastic. Do not miss this book. Ashley, tell me, what is The Push about? Sure. So The Push is about a woman named Blythe who comes from a history of women who have struggled greatly with motherhood. And she's very determined to break that cycle. You know, she wants to be the very warm, loving, engaged mom that she never had herself. So she and her husband welcome a baby um, named Violet, but it is not long until she starts to believe there is something wrong with Violet. She's aloof and she's quite an angry little girl and soon begins to act maliciously towards other children. And the problem of course, is that her husband cannot see what she sees in their daughter and thinks this is very much, you know, a result of the maternal anxiety. Blythe is carried for so long. So they try to move on and have another baby. And in baby Sam, Blythe does feel that connection she'd always hoped for until something in the family goes terribly wrong and they're really forced to take a look at who their daughter is, who Blythe herself is, what has happened, and the family unravels from there. So one of the things that I just loved about this book was I felt like the driving question was, does a mother have to love her child? Mm -hmm. And I don't think enough mothers, parents ask that question. So I wanted to know, have people been, you know, angry that you're asking that? What's been the reaction to that question? You know, it's so interesting. I really wasn't sure what the reaction to this to this book would be. Um, but but it is. But uh, no, is I guess the answer to your question, I really haven't heard from people who are feeling upset or offended by that premise, you know, by that, by even asking that question, because it is such a sensitive question, I think. Um, more so, I've heard from people who have said, um, wow, like I, you know, I love my child, but I can see myself on the pages of this book. You know, it, it is very hard, of course, for anybody to admit that they're not feeling that love that they hope to find, although we know that it happens. Um, but I think more so on the book, um, in the book, there are scenes and reflections and kind of emotional moments that I think all mothers can relate to um, in that kind of journey of motherhood. You and I were just talking before we started about you've got three little three kids, three older kids now, and I've got two little ones. And so, um, you know, even even kind of mothers with grown children have reached out to me to say, oh, my gosh, this brought me right back to that time. Yeah, I was going to say, I, my next question was, you know, have you gotten the hate mail and have you gotten the fan mail? Because thank you for putting that conversation out there, right? We should be talking about and open about the fact that motherhood is not always joy, right? Yeah, I, I think, yes. And I think that that's what I really wanted to explore in this book. I mean, I really, I didn't know what I was setting out to write when I set out to write this book, but I, I started by just wanting to explore the expectations of motherhood, you know, those heavy expectations that society puts on women for motherhood to feel a certain way and look a certain way, the way we are meant to talk about motherhood, it all feels so formulaic in a way. And yet every mother that I've ever known has not, you know, had that experience in some way or another. And so it's always been fascinating to me that we don't have more honest conversations about motherhood. You know, I was fascinated by that long before I became a mother myself and wrote this book. And so it sort of doesn't surprise me that this is kind of where my obsession lied when it, when it um, came time to write fiction. But, you know, I, the, the response really has been, I mean, it is early days. The book is, you know, only out, this is still, we're still in January having this conversation and the book came out at the beginning of the month. So, um, but, you know, the messages I've had overwhelmingly have been of people relating and, you know, people feeling, you know, all the, you know, the fears and all the things that this book explores, but, you know, really saying that this is speaking to their own experience, which is nice. Yeah. And I should say also, I've heard from a lot of people, who, women, especially who aren't mothers, um, who have written me to say that, you know, this book captures a lot of the reasons why they didn't want children. 
which I think is really interesting as well. And they're sort of feeling like there's some validation in what the women in this book go through um, in terms of, you know, maybe having children, but, but not having wanted them, not wanting to be a mother, but having gone through with it. So I think that that's something there too. Yeah. I love that. I also love, uh, there's a theme there to the power dynamic in a marriage, right? Because your main character, Blythe, realizes yeah. from the beginning that maybe something is wrong, but she's scared to admit it. And when she does talk about it with her husband, right, there is very much a power dynamic of who is right, who has the power to say this is a problem, this is not a problem, and what should be done. Can you talk about that power dynamic? Yeah, I, I think that's a really interesting power dynamic in a relation. I think a lot of relationships reflect that power dynamic, you know, um, between, you know, this is obviously a very, you know, traditional heterosexual relationship. But, um, you know, yeah, I think that, you know, the, when I first started writing, you know, I, I wanted to explore motherhood, but I, but I really wanted to explore it kind of tightly within the context of a marriage. And, you know, this book is sort of told in a sort of hybrid second person, but it is written from life to her husband. Um, very specifically. So we hear that kind of you voice. And as a reader, we're sort of in the shoes of, of, of him, which is a bit different. Um, and yeah, I, I was interested in exploring that power dynamic because I, I, again, like, I think it's very real. I think a lot of people can sort of relate to that. And, you know, as much as society has put these expectations on Blythe about what motherhood should be like, you know, society has also given her husband expectations about what a marriage will be and what fatherhood should be like. And who the, you know, who the mother of his child should be, you know, he is very much also kind of a product of the environment that he grew up in and the parents that he had. Um, and so I think, you know, he, he is not, you know, a, a very traditional, like, he's not a likable character for many ways. He's, you know, does not treat her well at all. Um, you know, it's almost like sort of a gaslighting kind of treatment that he gives her. Um, but at the same time, you know, we sort of understand where he's coming from as well. There, there is a sliver of empathy there in a sense that, um, you know, we sort of all do kind of have the right to expect that, you know, we can have the kind of family we hope for. Um, and so it, it, I think it's a complicated dynamic for sure. I'm so glad you used the word or the verb gaslighting because mm. that's exactly what I was thinking this whole time, right? And it's a woman, I felt like this was something you would read in your women's studies class where you talk about a woman's yeah. power, right? And is she yeah. right in, you know, or is she being made to pretend something is there that isn't, or, you know, where does she fall in that? It's such a powerful conversation for mm. um, couples in general to be having, because there's always that power dynamic. So I loved that you put it out there. Thank you. Thank you. One of my favorite scenes in this book was when uh, Blythe goes into a coffee shop and she has her baby mm. and she's, I don't want to give any spoilers away. Let's say she's not connecting to the child, right? <laughs> and, but yes. she feels a lot of guilt and she sees this other mother sitting near her and she's projecting a lot on to her she thinks that this mother feels the same way that she feels and I was wondering how did you put yourself as a writer into that scene you know and just open yourself up to those raw emotions how did you write that mm. you know I think it's because I thank you for mentioning that scene I love that scene too and I really and it's funny because it, it's sort of a scene that is kind of slightly parallel to the main storyline, you know, she sort of it's, it's a bit of a tangent scene, but I think it's a powerful one because I think it shows it is a glimpse of this moment of what what really would be going through her mind as she you know walks through her day in the city. You know, this this is something that she carries so heavily. It is what she is always thinking of, and you know, Blythe becomes very obsessed with this idea of 
um, you know, trying to see her own experience in another mother and she can't find it anywhere. She can't find it in any of the other mothers in her life. And then, as you said, she sees this one other stranger in a coffee shop and there's something about this woman that is speaking to her. And this woman is kind of holding her own baby with sort of this curious look on her face. Um, and, you know, I was writing this book, started writing this book when my own son was six months old and that was my first child. And so I was very much kind of in the throes of those early days of motherhood, trying to figure it out. You know, they were exhausting. They were emotional. Like, you know, many of us have been there. Um, and I remember also kind of having that feeling of sort of being so interested when I saw another mother with her child and really kind of watching and wanting to just see, you know, how was her experience looking different than mine or how is, she, how is her baby different than mine? And I think that's just really a part of motherhood for so many of us is that inherent kind of comparison and sort of, again, looking for those kind of reflections in other people. So I, I loved writing that scene because I felt like it was sort of um, a collection of many moments that I had had myself, you know, around. In the push, there's also the question of family history and destiny, right? How much your past plays into your future as a person, as a parent. Can you talk about that and how you thought about that? Yeah, sure. So I, you know, hadn't really originally kind of set out to write about that. It really, as I said, it was sort of so focused tightly on Blythe and her experience in this marriage with this child. But as I started writing more about her, I really realized, you know, through that first year of writing that I couldn't really understand Blythe without understanding the woman that she came from, you know, but understanding who her mother was and what that childhood experience is like and the attachment or lack of attachment that she might have had to her. And, and then my mind really kind of went in that direction to think like, to start looking at that kind of chain of kind of the, the you know the maternal um, instinct and feeling that we sort of pass down, um, and then and then it was you know then I was only thinking about the grandmother and kind of her mother's mother and sort of that that you know that chain that that is I think prevalent for so many of us if if we know our mothers or we, and we know our grandmothers, um, and yeah it all you know the, the just that I, the whole idea of nature versus nurture has always been very interesting to me just that the fact that we know every person is composed of a product of both things, but we can't possibly know how much of each and, you know, the weight of each side of that, or, you know, we will carry as people or what we will pass down. Um, those were all things that I've just always been very interested in and kind of wanted to explore um, in this in this history. And I think, you know, when we introduce trauma to that and, you know, a traumatic childhood or a traumatic past, it becomes all the more complex and complicated. Um, you know, and if we're aware of those traumas, I think often in our own lives, you know, we, we were so conscious of, you know, not wanting to repeat that or feeling like we have no choice but to repeat it, you know, and those I think those are hard things for people to carry. And so, yeah, that's kind of why I wanted to explore that generational history. There's so much in this book. What do you want your readers to take away? Oh, you know, I think I think the most important thing that, that I hope readers will take away from this um, you know, it is, it is fiction. It is, you know, I, I as a, you know, writer um, and as a reader, I love to read a book where I'm turn I just want to turn the page and get lost in something and really escape in something, especially right now <laughs> during the pandemic, we're all looking for something just to take our minds off of our own lives, I think. But the most important thing is I hope readers, um, you know, can take away this understanding about how important it is to make space um, for women's truths. And that unless we are willing to kind of start these conversations ourselves or ask different questions um, and be willing to kind of listen to, you know, the different perspectives of women, um, I, I, just, I just think it is so important and we are doing women in our lives a service if we do that. Hooray, I love yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, all good, so thank you. How hard was it to get this book published? Well, oh my gosh, well, 
<laughs> so as I said, I started writing when my son was six months old. And that is, you know, not the best time to be trying to write a book, <laughs> trying to write a novel, as you know. Um, so yeah, it was about, th I would say three years of writing before I felt like it was at a place where I could send it out to agents um, and had some, you know, had people read it and had lots of good advice and kind of trusted people kind of telling me, okay, you should, you know, someone needs to pry this from your hands and send it out. Um, and so it all kind of, I was very fortunate. Um, it all sort of happened quickly from there in that um, the agent that I ended up going with um, had emailed me back within 10 minutes of me sending my query letter to her, which does not happen, I know. And that was very exciting. Um, and I'll never forget that. I'll never forget the email response that she sent to me. Um, it's Madeline Milburn, who's, you know, she's based in London. Uh, she's just wonderful. And so she really kind of just ran with it and really kind of just lit like the match that kind of caught fire with this book. And I'll always be very grateful to her for that. So yes, I had a very, very lucky kind of path to publication. That's amazing. Once, That's once amazing. I got through those, you know, three years of kind of trying to write, you know, with yeah. two little ones but yeah so did anyone did any editor or at any time advise you to like let's pull this back a little let's read this in it's interesting no one's asked me that before but yes actually not not editors but I um had heard back from some agents I had kind of gone out to like maybe five or six agents at the at the very beginning um just kind of like dream agents that I thought I'm just going to go for it and see what they say um and I did hear back from some who said it was too dark for them um, who said, you know, they really liked it and they thought it would do well, but it was just too dark for them. And that was sort of, I remember hearing that and thinking, oh, like, is this too dark? Because I didn't really see it as such a dark book myself because I'd just been working, working on it for so long. Um, so I think, yeah, so their advice was sort of like, if it wasn't so dark, I could, you know, would be more interested, sort of, that was the vibe I was getting, but, 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 and, and that, and yes, like, I totally get that because it's not going to, you know, not every book is for everybody, as we know, um, but no, but I think the, the editors, uh, I ended up working with um, three editors together. We had sort of like a team kind of editing the book. It was from the US, the UK and from Canada because I'm Canadian. Um, and yeah, I, I think if anything, they were sort of pushing me to go a little darker maybe. I mean, nobody was really telling me to pull anything back. So I love that. And I'm so glad you didn't listen to those early agents and didn't try to lighten it because <laughs> yeah. it's just beautiful. Thank you. So my last question for you is what kind of advice do you have for new or aspiring writers? Oh, um, so I, I still feel like a new and aspiring writer, but I'll tell you what, um, I, you know, I feel like I can give advice to, to um, parents, maybe especially women who are writing with young kids. And I've heard, I've got a lot of messages, you know, through social media, people asking me saying they're a new mom writing. So I think my advice to those mothers is, you know, we hear so often the writing advice that you have to write every day and you're not a writer unless you're sitting down to write every day. And I think with small kids, that is not possible and you should not put that pressure on yourself. I certainly didn't. I did not write every day at, you know, at any time in writing this. But what I did was I thought about the book every day. And I think if you can kind of change that, you know, very common writing advice to be just think about the book every day, give it your creative energy every day. I would be like nursing in the middle of the night or taking my kid to the park and I would be thinking about what I could write next and working through characters and thinking of ideas. And for me, that was all I could do. And, you know, the book got done. <laughs> so I feel like take the pressure off yourself and just, yeah, keep the energy flowing. Ashley, thank you so much for joining me today, for saying what so many women are afraid to say and for starting this conversation, bringing it out into the light. I love, love the book. If you haven't read it yet to my audience, read it now. May you sell many, many copies.